everybody, Tara Henry here back with D1 Softball and our educational series, which we're starting this year. And I am so excited to be joined by our very first guest in David Janis. Uh, pretty good, right? Hi there. Uh, David, it, aka some are calling him the witch. Uh is from Motor Preference Experts. And I am so excited to have him on today. Gosh, it, when you take a look at his resume, uh, I, I would list it all out. But he's a pro, pro sports expert in motor preferences, primitive reflexes specialist, uh, worked with the likes of Oakland Athletics, uh, University of Maryland Baseball. We now are, are uh, having him over on the softball side, uh, as well as uh, throughout the world. David's been everywhere, but David, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. I'm ready right. to any questions. Go ahead. <laughs> so nope. I want I to talk about motor preference. And yep. if you could give our listeners and our, our viewers an idea of what, what exactly is motor preference and how did this all start for you? Uh, so, motor preferences is the natural way that your body wants to produce moves. If I'm asking anyone to cross his arms on his chest, you don't even think about it, you're just doing it, right? Now, if I'm asking you to cross again your arms on your chest, but switch your arms, and now you're going to see that it's much harder, requests more energy, more focus to do it, those are motor preferences. And the goal is to uh, identify so how your body wants to create this, this, what we call natural motricity or natural coordination. Then after that, we can match conditioning. We can match pitching motion, hitting motion mechanics. And instead of starting to apply what I call like Newton laws, uh, we're just respecting how the body wants to move. And it starts to explain why there are so many different swings, why there are so many different positions, uh, why we have like side arms or upper, overhead arms. It's just because that's the way the body wants to move. And when you respect these natural preferences, you're just decreasing very much the risk of injuries. So right now we know it's about 70% less injuries when you're into profile. And it's increasing your performance, global performance, by 20%. When you are professional or high-level athletes, that's that's pretty big. That's so, huge. So yeah. explain that profile. So 70% uh, reduction in injuries when you're in profile. So what does in profile mean? So in profile means we know uh, through physical assessments, we can find out how your body wants to produce the move. And we're in profile when we're putting, respecting, I mean, these preferences to swing, to run, to throw. And that's why you get less injuries. It's exactly the same thing as when you cross your arms. That's easy. You don't even think about it. But that's exactly what we're doing with everything. And motor preference was uh, started in the Swiss sports lab, if I'm correct, and uh Volodalen, Volodalen, how do you say it? <laughs> Volodalen. Volodalen, okay, see. So, um, actually, they didn't really start that. This is more the scientific side of motor preferences, um, what we call MP to make it quicker. So, MP has been discovered uh, about 40 years ago by a volleyball coach. And 
he was high level actually high level coach and after a few years in high level he just started to ask himself why some of my player cannot do or cannot follow the instruction mm. so and for example he had one that was not able to get low on his on her knees that was a woman national team actually and instead of trying to make her more flexible through mobile drills or stretching or stuff like that, it just start to think like, okay, what is the opposite strength? Mm. What if her, her body doesn't want to do flexion? And it's just all start from that. That's pretty smart, actually. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I mean, he is, he is right because so far now we have like different studies. We have probably 30, 30 years of studies now, scientific studies that just proves that yes, uh, we are made a special way. Um, this comes from previous generation, like man is walking from uh, probably 3.5 million years now. Mm. So there's a kind of a natural evolution to make sure that the body can survive. And instead of thinking that the body is weak, which is not absolutely not the case, if you start to think about strength, change the game. <laughs> <laughs> incredible it's, that's a real game changer incredible so david i really want to get into kind of the basics of what you all do and i know that there are two profiles that you you base people on aerials and terrestrials so uh, i've seen a lot on on social media uh comparing different hitters or different pitchers whether it be baseball or softball can you give us a basic breakdown of uh, the certain components of an aerial and the certain components of a terrestrial. Very easy. Uh, so <clears throat> based on all the scientific studies and all the practice that we have now, Volo um, Dallin has to like more than 27,000 athletes so far. So they know what they're talking about. <laughs> so a terrestrial is someone that's going to use more his lower body to produce, for example, just the walk. Mm -hmm. And you can see them very easily in a street because those people have like almost no head oscillation. Mm. So head not going up and down. And it's looked like when they walk, you can feel kind of shoulders trying to catch back hips. That's exactly what it is. Those people are more in flexion and they are pretty like what coaches are looking for, I would say, in baseball or softball, maybe to hit hard. Like mm -hmm. fire, fire hips. Terrestrial can do that. They yeah. love that. They are very strong. They have big muscles. Big legs are pretty strong. Strong core. Those those are perfect profiles for uh, for let's say hip shoulder separation. <laughs> now you have also the aerials. Um, those are pretty different because they use their upper body to generate power. So instead of having their hips pulling their upper body just switch everything that the shoulders are going to lean slightly forward and the hips are just trying feet are looks like feet are trying to catch back shoulders that's exactly what it is um so terrestrial are more on the strength side of the body when aerials are more into the speed side of the body and we can really help them like when you have an aerial you know it's going to be more into plyometrics drills for conditioning when you have a terrestrial, it's going to be more into concentric, eccentric. Um, so just by knowing that, if you look at someone like um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with an aerial, mm. 
He's not firing his hips. He's setting his hips and fire his shoulders, which is very different. So I used to say to everybody, like, there's no global instruction that can fit everybody. It doesn't exist. If someone tells you that you have to do this because everybody's doing this, that's wrong. <laughs> it cannot exist at all. There's 8 billion people on Earth. There's 8 million, billions, sorry, different profiles. That's it. That's the way it is. So what you're basically saying is there's not one swing style. So, uh, which is why I, why I love this. And I love that we're breaking this down because, you know, you said um, extension and flexion. Can you explain that as well in terms of when you're looking at an extension leg or a flexion leg? Because I think that's also a misconception as well is that um, people say be in your legs or your, your leg has to, you know, uh, pound against your front side, whatever that is. Can you explain uh, extension and flexion? I can try to. Uh, so aerial or terrestrial are more into the sagittal plan. So from forward to backward. And a terrestrial will always prefer to have his center of gravity more backward. And an aerial will prefer to have it more forward. Now, as we have two legs, there's also what we call laterality. And we have one leg in extension and one leg in flexion. The extension one is the one that you're going to use to push off and create power. And uh, the flexion one will be the one that probably will absorb more flexion. So now you got some cues just by watching people. Like some guys will really push off their back leg. Mm -hmm. Some other guys will land on their front leg and have a quick extension. When some other guys doesn't have this quick extension and stay with their front leg bent. Everything, everybody's different. <laughs> so just by knowing your flexion and extension leg, if you're narial or terrestrial, we just have a, like already eight different solutions <laughs> to how you can manage your balance. It's incredible. And now translating this into softball, because obviously a lot of our listeners are, are softball um, fans or coaches or players. Why softball and what testing do you use uh, to go in to work with certain so softball programs? Uh, like I said, working with Ole Miss and Oklahoma and Charlotte. I know that you've been uh, been able to visit those programs uh, this summer and into the fall. What type of testing or what, what do you look at in a softball player to figure out uh, all these preferences? We're doing physical assessments first. So there's different tests we're running on site to uh, with players to understand their motor preferences profile. And for that, uh, from that, I'm just watching different videos and give them guidelines to say, oh, you should try this and try this. But it, it was funny because um, there's really like different, there's many actually motor preferences, but there's one what we call motor shoulder. So you have the vision, motor preferences too. Yeah. You get maybe axial or large, horizontal, vertical, and all those cues are just all the hempies working all together. Some are taking over some others, and you have to match. It's art. That a lot of people are telling me it's art, and I pretty agree with that. <laughs> but um, sometimes you just place. I remember, I won't tell the program, uh, but I remember a player, like she was pretty good, and she just, okay, take your batting stance. And her batting stance was like totally away from profile. Mm. And when I when I did the assessment with her, the test, and she was like a shamalo, so there were no no way for her to stay stay strong in, into her batting stance. And I just adjust two things, 
how to load her front foot because she was on her back and actually she was more on the left. So she had to need to load more of her front foot. And that just changed by two inch hand height. And just by doing this, there was no way for me to move her. So she was perfectly coordinated, ready to swing. It's just small change like that, but also it just make her like she was look at me and say, okay, what's going on? <laughs> How can I switch <laughs> or channel to so strong just by changing two little things? And I told her, well, that's exactly how the body is. So there's another one who has um, the same other shoulder on the same side of her uh, throwing hand. And I just told her, oh, you must have a lot of proprioception in your hand on your fingers. And you probably don't like to have a scratch on a softball. And she looked at me and said, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know at all. So like, but that's exactly, so we're just trying to connect the internal dots of our body to um, make people feel the way they move. And every time you're doing something without struggling, it just makes you happy. You have a lot of pleasure doing, you know, when you, when we, when you are like in the zone, you're playing so well, ask you like almost no effort and like, okay, good. That's exactly what I want to feel every time, but you don't know why. Now we're bringing the why. We're bringing the answers to explain to people, this is why. Now, when you know that, again, it's a game changer because you're not struggling against a pitcher. You can adapt your posture. You can adapt your batting stance, your head position. You can adapt almost everything. And it's very easy for you because you have more time to seize the ball because you're balanced. Um, there's something very important I think that everybody needs to know. Uh, our brain is stuck in a box. It cannot expand. It, it's stuck in a box. Now, resources of your brain are quite limited mm. because it manages a lot of things. Okay, uh, People don't know, but we're like, you, we have to balance uh, to you. I'm oh, out. We have to manage our balance. We have to manage what we call proprioception, mm -hmm. exception, feelings. Like just by sitting, uh, you know, by being on a, on a mount or on the rubber and there's a people yelling at you, mm -hmm. information the brain has to manage. Now, if you put someone, someone outside of his profile or out of his profile, the brain has to manage a stance that he doesn't like. Let's say I like to have my elbow close to me and you ask me to put my elbow up. Mm -hmm. For example, when you're at bat, well, your brain needs to manage these things. No matter how many reps you're going to do, your brain has to manage it. And your brain knows, because your body gets the information, that you're going to be slower. Wow. Be because it's away from your profile. So now your brain's starting to say, oh, Listen, if you want to hit, you have to anticipate the pitch because you need more time to swing. It just makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. So all the answers we have right now, like when someone is in profile, I'm telling them, like, you don't have to anticipate anything. You just have mm -hmm. to read. That's it. It's, it's easy. And just to give you like a little example that I know was uh, Coach Swope last year and for the last two years working with the Turks, they don't have a two-strikes approach. Mm. They don't need one. Wow. Because 
just trust yourself. It's easy for you to see that. And you can see like all the improvement we have in the last two years is batting, batting average increased by 20%, home runs by 36%. We have no injuries on last year. Uh, just one guy get hurt, but it was previous. So it, it's just that the way it is. <laughs> just That's incredible. Yeah, but where we get wrong, I think, is for any reason. But And also I get it because I used to do the same thing before. But um, we're so much uh, oriented by biomechanics and mechanical approach. But just body just forgot that we are organic. Mm. We're not a car. We're not, we are organics. So by being organics, our body knows, our brain knows better than anyone else. So when you, that's it. <laughs> so basically what you're saying, we're just trying not to mess anybody up. <laughs> that, that, that's a kind of, yes, pretty well, <laughs> well said. <laughs> that we just respect everybody individual strengths. Yeah, just that's, get out of the way and let the body figure it out. Uh, yeah. Just get out of the way. And maybe some. There's some nothing. I used speaks. Yeah. Every time I'm meeting someone, there's nothing's good. Nothing is bad. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh my gosh! I, I have so many questions uh, like, uh, that I could ask, but um, I, in terms of you talked about motor shoulder, right? We're talking about a motor shoulder. Uh, there's a motor eye. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, having what a motor eye does and the importance of knowing what your motor eye is? Okay, so hopefully, uh, normally you have two eyes if you're normally set up. Yeah. So one one eye is what we call the dominant one. Uh, which is very well known by everybody. This is the one we use to target something that doesn't move. Mm. The motor eye is the opposite. Is some, the motor eye is used by the body to get the information to avoid danger. So this is the eye that's going to grab pretty quicker the ball coming at you, for example. So every time that you can place your motor eye perfectly set up so it can see very well the ball that comes at you, you're more efficient. So let's say there's a potentially a, a hitter who doesn't have their face all the way turned and their motor eyes maybe let's say they're left-handed their motor eyes maybe their left eye and they can only they're only using their dominant eye uh, what would be the fix there obviously to turn their head actually buddy knows better than what we think because now you can start to explain open stance if you have a back motor eye you need to turn your head to see well but it's unconscious it's there it's just and this motor eye has to deal, I will say, with all the others' motor preferences, so you're sure that everybody's balanced. A lot of people are thinking that the vision is the main thing to be focused on when you're playing baseball or softball. Yeah. But actually, this is not the first one. Vision is the second one. The first one is balance. You have to respect your mm. own balance. When you respect your own balance, now you set your brain free again and you have more resources to watch the ball and react. So balance is the most important thing. This is not division. Vision is coming in second. <laughs> so balance. Let's let's talk a little bit about balance. Yeah. So balance in terms of uh, where you actually uh, are in preference in terms of your balance on your foot, your forefront, on your heels. So there's different actual points in which uh, a player or a an athlete feels like they are in preference. Can you kind of give a little bit explanation on the importance of balance? Yeah, balance is very important. But so we have, I will, I will simplify because if I go deep, like that's going to mess up everybody, but <laughs> just to make it short, <laughs> uh, we have two forefeet and two heels. 
it gives us eight different solutions so you can maybe more balanced by loading your right forefoot and you can mm. be out of balance on your right heel so the goal is just to make the right pressure on the right foot to help your body to work better so we use what we call the move dial it's a patent patented um tool by volodellen and so yeah. it's dividing our your feet in four different numbers so one will be your best coordination four will be your worst now we observe that we know how to determine pretty quickly one and four because for terrestrial aerial it's always the same shame so that's very easy to identify two and three we have to do different tests because it's related to your breath in breath out or your axial enlarge so <laughs> everything is mixed but now you can understand that when you tell a person be on your four feet uh, or be on your toes and if he's like matt chapman third baseman of the mm -hmm. blue jays who is a terrestrial he's not on his four feet <laughs> he's only on his heels so again, it's value judgment to say, oh, yeah, it, be on your toes is coming from uh, athleticism, that uh, the guys that are doing a hundred meters uh, sprint. Mm -hmm. So because they're on their toes, everybody thinks that, oh, you're quicker on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a simple vision. <laughs> That's a sim simple vision, but that's, that's not how it works. Um, and, uh, someone on his field can be very quick and but it's going to be stronger. It's, they're just, we're just using different things a different way. That's it. Uh, I can go deeper and tell you about fibers one or two that everybody doesn't have the same um, qualification, I will say, or specification with those fibers in the muscles. And it's related to your profile and it has an impact on your profile. So... Everything is linked. We are a system. What happens to your left toe can have a consequence on your right here. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, there's so much. But David, okay, so balance. We're talking about this. So terrestrials will be more on their heels. Yes, center of gravity and always. So don't mismatch balance and center of gravity. Those are two different things. Uh, balance is you're respecting the pressure on your one, your two, your three, and your four on your yeah. move dial. Uh, when... Globally, no matter what, if you have an aerial player, places plenty, places, place him or her, sorry, uh, with the, the center of gravity more forward, okay. the terrestrial more backward. Incredible. So that's balance. So balance, you're, David, you're saying balance is number one, uh, and then balance vision. Number one, and, and I'm going to trick everybody, like, in, all our moves are guided by intention, okay? Mm. If you want mm. to drink something and the water or your glass is, uh, let's say, five steps away from you, your intention is to drink, you're going to stand up, walk, grab the, the glass and drink, okay? All our moves are guided by intention. So if my intention is to be balanced first, to be able to produce a good swing, I'm going to put my body on my number one, okay? Mm. Now the body is pretty well built. And if you go on your number two, for example, Intention cannot be the same because you have a, like a worse coordination. The, the coordination is not the same. So if you have like your number one on your front leg, now in your mind, you have to pull your body on your, from your front leg to swing and not push from the back one. Now, externally, it's going to look the same, but your intention is different. 
and you can work and practice with that. So we used to say, go grab the ground towards you or when you mm -hmm. push the ground away from you, that just give a simple cue. But when you know you're one, you're two, you're three and you're four, that's very easy for people. And people get it like that. It just, mm. it's very easy because that's you. So it just makes so much sense for you. Like it's obvious for everybody when they start to learn their profile and understand it, it's obvious for everybody how to move and produce the best move. And you can adapt, I mean, as many moons as you want. That's endless. It, it's just incredible. Like, I, I mean, I know there are so many people that just would are loving this information and want more and have all these questions. Um, so David, where can, where can people find you? Where, where can they study up more on what you all do and what's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, well, we have uh, social networks for sure with mother reference experts. Uh, actually, I'm living in Canada, so I got my own social network so far also. <laughs> uh, so you can find on motherpreferencesexperts.com, there's a, a link to uh, e-course that you can do online with a certification. So you're gonna learn more about um, aerial, terrestrial, about all the science, scientific parts and um, the move dial a little bit. Then after that, I'm presenting to different programs. Uh, I'm doing kind of clinics, <laughs> uh, I'm presenting to a very specific baseball or softball clinics. Um, so that's the best way for to reach us is through either all right, so website or social networks like i'm online i'm not hiding <laughs> they can find you yeah. but that is great so there is a course that is available online for people to take and then also you can go out and do uh clinics or uh, assessments to various programs yeah. uh if they have more questions yeah. and last but not least i don't know if this is you but this is a question that i think we've had throughout the softball world uh this past season uh, and it is in relation to Jordy Ball and the blue tape that was on the catcher's gear. Uh, and I have an inkling that it is has to do with this because it sounds this this looks like a, a motor preference uh, deal. And I don't know if it has to do with uh, breathe chain or um, colors, but can you explain a little bit about color? Because I think color also has something to do with our preference. Yes, yeah, so those are more, uh, right now we don't have, uh, I will say, uh, a scientific studies that proved it, okay? But this is the cues that we observe right now so far, and it's worked pretty well. So yes, it's related to breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> Modern chain, and how your eyes are treating the information. Interesting. So, uh, eyes are turning colors, red and blue colors, two different ways. Um, we use the cones of our eyes for the blue, and we use the sticks of our eyes for the red. So blue and cones are more detail-oriented, when red is more global, gray, shade of gray oriented. Now, because I was reading about darts players and a study that was done on red and blue and changing the background color of dart players. And so, because I got into this and I was trying to research it, and that's what I had come to. And it, again, about um, motor eye, right, and, and dominant eye, but then also had to do with color. So in terms of having a blue background, how that impacted uh, their accuracy rather than having a red background. It's just helping the system to be more focused. 
So it's related to if you see a red line or a black line or a red red or blue line on the chest protector, that just means breathing breath out. So it just gives you a lot of different information when you know the process, but just helping match show, for example, uh, first rounder from, from the chirps has, has a line on his back. Every time between <laughs> between every, each of his hormones, <laughs> it's just He's just watching at his bat to get, just put his mind into the proper set to be able to, because it just helps your body to be focused, actually, that's it. Now, if you think about that way, you can also work the other way. (laughs) You can explain, for example, when you have a player that works very well, let's say for the Blue Jays, and you transfer it to Cincinnati Reds or the Mm -hmm. You're switching him from blue to red and he's struggling with the red team that's because he's too much sensible incredible oh my gosh david i could talk to you for hours and hours <laughs> that, that's very what happened <laughs> i got some friends right now let's <laughs> but we, we really have to think about that way is humans are social animals okay yeah um society is more trying to divide us that's another thing but instead of thinking that way just think about if someone is good let's say in math very weak in english okay instead of trying to make him better in english put someone else with him who is very good in english now you you're using both strengths of two people to produce something even better that's exactly what happens when a team knows all profiles now they get the information that they know why some people are good somewhere and not good in another position or another play, for example. And we saw that in all the teams we work with is just change the mind spirit of the team. Like it changed everything because everybody accepts the difference because they know their own differences. So it just changed everything because there's no more value judgment. They just understand that everybody has his own skills and it's good for the group. That's it. Uh, now, now I need you for a motivational speaker, David. <laughs> well, that, that's, you know, that's exactly who we are, actually. that That's how people can perform better is knowing themselves and accepting that someone else can be different and perform in a different way. And everybody has to be used at the right time, I will say, on the proper play to make sure that the team can win. But now you just, yeah, there's no more. Every time I'm watching different things on the, on the internet, like this is a good swing okay, compared to what? Mm-hmm. How can you tell if it's a good or a bad swing? How can you say it's a good pitcher or a bad pitcher, like a bad mechanic or good mechanics is compared to what? Everybody's in GB that you're, we are, each of us are only the one example in the universe. Have you ever think about that? Yeah. You're the only Tara Henry in the whole universe. <laughs> yeah. How could you not be perfect? That can't, doesn't yeah. make sense. So we are perfect for our own needs. And when you start to respect that, that's very easy for the body to move. So is it quicker, stronger? can even be smarter sometimes. <laughs> but, <laughs> and the, 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 
I think the deepest thing that people need to understand is we think the way we move. Mm. So by knowing your profile, I know how to coach you mentally. I know your personality. Because it's now they have, we have like very big studies on that and it's related to what uh, Mayer and Briggs personality. Mm -hmm. Of course, they have only 16 personalities and your life, your past, your experience. But I will say main guidelines on the point. Incredible. Well, I can, I can, I'm pretty sure uh, that there's maybe, there's only one Tara Henry uh, in the world. Uh, and there's only, definitely, very uh, only one David Janice in the world. If I can't handle that, just think about the two Rogers twins playing for the San Francisco Giants. Hmm. They, those guys are twins. They look exactly the same. So they're probably the closest copy of themselves, I will say. One is a lefty three-quarter arm. The other one is a righty submarine. If those guys that are twins don't have the same mechanics, just explain to me how can other people have the same mechanics. You can't. You can't. And, and you, you're going to prove it one program at a time. Uh, for those of you that don't know David, you should. Uh, and I hope that you contact him because... I just think we're scratching the surface here in the softball world. And I know we love what you're doing and can't thank you enough for making us better. Uh, and just by just merely by saying that just everyone can accept one another and understand one another and, and then move forward from there. And I think that at its core is something really beautiful and wonderful, not only for um, sports, but for softball. So David, uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, for doing this and appreciate you and appreciate motor preference and, and can't wait to, to see you out there during season somewhere. Hopefully uh, we can sit down and have uh, an even longer chat, but thank you so much for joining us today on D1 softball. I appreciate your invitation. Thanks. I hope that everybody has understood like I'm not English, I'm French, but <laughs> I did my if they don't know by now, I think they do. <laughs> but thank you so much, Tara. And, uh, Hope to see you like live and not in 2D. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, David.